5AA Nights with Matthew Pantelis. Well, on Saturday, I went along to Benython Park to the circus. And that's what this is called, the circus. It's there till the 4th of September. I went along thinking, oh, you know, probably for younger kids, I took my boys along and... I was blown away. I've got to say, it exceeded my expectations, and that is understating it. It was excellent. It really was very, very good. Let's meet Greg Hall from The Circus, put on by Weber Brothers Entertainment. Greg, good evening to you. Good evening, Matthew. Fair bit of entertainment in that, and a bit of energy, to say the least, in your performance. Well, look, it's it's fast-paced, it's tight, it's bang, bang, bang. Uh, you don't know what to expect, then you get the unexpected, then when you think you're calming down, bang, we get you again. (laughs) That's exactly how it is, exactly like that. Look, the acts are are pretty full-on and uh, death-defying probably doesn't do it justice. I mean, the guy with the blindfold walking on the, uh, what's it called, the Wheel of Death or something similar? The Wheel of Death, yes. He's he's only 15, 20 metres in the air. Yeah, not harnessed. And he's still moving and there's no nets. It's unreal. So he, he, does, does he have his heart in his mouth while he's doing it? Well, well, the thing is, he's practised. It's all come yeah. through his feet. Yeah. Now, that's a genuine blindfold, too. It's not a fake one. Mm. It's genuine. And so it's all the angle on his feet of how safe he is. If he's not safe, well, you know what had happened. Yeah, mm. it's unreal. So how do you find performers who do some of these stunts? And, and within the, the tent, I mean, there's a, a human cannonball, for instance. It's unreal. Well, uh, the other thing about the human cannonball, Matthew, is the speed. 50 kilometres an hour. Is that right? When he comes out of the cannon... He's going at 50 kilometres an hour, and he goes right across the tent, as you saw, and lands. Now, that itself, I love walking inside, and I love watching the audience, because I know when there's acts like the guy skipping blindfold on the top of the wheel that's moving, when the uh, the human cannibal comes out, I love going inside, because I know that that's the amazing, that's the shock, that's the awe. And I love watching the audience. I don't watch the act. I watch the audience because <laughs> I know what's about to happen. <laughs> I can imagine that. Getting performers to do these but, things, yeah. how, do you, how do you pull them together? Well, look, it's, a, it's, it's hard because an act like the human cannonball, you don't, they're rare, absolutely rare, and then you... It's not as though you can choose from half a dozen human cannibals around the circus world. (laughs) You can't. You can't. So in this particular case, we decided we're going to have a go at doing it ourselves. Choosing a man who's never done it before. Right. Constructing the cannon from start to scratch, scratch to, you know, utilisation. We decided to explore it because... Whilst we're exploring that, we've got nothing to lose. It's only when we put him in the cannon we've got something to lose. Yes. Then you've got to teach somebody to be hurled from one side of a tent yeah. to the other side of the tent at 50 kilometres an hour and then acrobatically land so he doesn't hurt himself. Yes. Now, that process for us took a long time. The very first, and it took a long time for the man to learn 
how to do it and the gradual catapultion. Yeah. Uh, I won't go into the detail of how we did it, but it was a long process. Once he got it, I tell you what, the celebration went on for two days. Oh, I bet it did. But, and I take it from what you say, you're not up to your 34th human cannonball either. <laughs> you can't. Look, you, you go and try and find one. I know. Go, yeah. go, go, go and Google human cannonball yes. availability. <laughs> but it's like that. But it's like the guy on the wheel of death. Yeah. You don't. You search for those. There's people. People come to you if they know you. If they know you as a good management, mm. they'll come to you. Yeah. Top people come to top circuses, uh, and we also the globe of death. Now let me tell you about the globe of death. A lot of circuses in Australia have a globe of death. Yeah. That's not the point. It's how many riders are in there and what do they do now? Adelaide for the first time will see five. Riders yeah. in the globe of death. Five. Now, to do three is fairly commonplace. To do four means you're rising up the ladder. If it was a AFL ladder, you'd be in the top six. <laughs> but when you do five in the globe, you're in the first two teams of the league. This but is, yeah. We also do something else. Mm. And you saw it on Saturday. I, I did. You saw what happened. Towards the end. Yes. Yeah. Unbelievable. So that's why that's, uh, you know, an amazing act to do. Yeah, but yeah. you've still got, and we train, 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 train yeah. to get them to do that. I bet. Starting um, off. But must... Matthew, the other thing too is it's funny. This is a funny old business. You get five motorbikes in the globe of death. So someone immediately starts thinking of six. <laughs> you need a bigger globe. <laughs> well, it is. It's like the wheel of death. Okay, you've done that and you skipped up the top and you're blindfolded. Yeah. So you immediately think, what's next? Yeah, yeah. And that's the evolution of circus because the next time we come to Adelaide, expect more. All right. Okay, well, that, there's a promise. Now, tell me, Greg, does anyone run away to join a circus anymore? Well, I tell you, the funniest ones I ever had was... Uh, a 55-year-old uh, woman and a 60-year-old man yeah, married yeah. who had spent a, a period of their lives being florists. Mm. And they were looking at something to do, something different to do. I just met them. So they ended up as the advance team for the circus. Mm. <laughs> and they ran away to the circus. <laughs> and they, they made this big dramatic thing of telling their 30-year-old children we're running away with the circus. That's outstanding. <laughs> <laughs> Good on them. Yeah. That's the way you do it. Um, the uh, the act of the clown, or clowns, yes. I suppose. Well, we did distinction. There is the clown that is dressed as a clown, Aussie. Yeah. But the other chap, yes. we can't call a clown. We call him a circus comedian. Okay. He, he's different from a clown, he, but he's still... Very funny. Oh, indeed. He was outstanding. I mean, they both were in their own ways, but he just brought a, uh, what's the word, a poignancy to the to the role of clown. He was very, very good, I thought. Really yeah, good. He's, he's one of the best in the world at that kind of making you laugh and that kind of making you, you almost join in with him. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and funny as anything. Yeah. Funny as anything.
Yeah, but that's what, see, that's the lovely part about circus and coming in and sitting down. You said it earlier, you thought like going to the circus, yeah, you go to the circus. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm. And you think, oh, it'll be for kids. Yeah. It's not just for kids. No, it's you not. Know. Absolutely. It's not at all. You could be a cynical 21-year-old male yeah. and you could walk in there and we'll knock your socks off. Yeah, well, you did because I I almost had to drag the twelve year old out of the car, and uh, and he he was he was blown away. I think he he wouldn't quite admit to it, but I could tell he was impressed. And uh, yeah. if you can impress him, you can impress anyone. So <laughs> you're, you're on some onto something. Have you been on the floor yourself, uh, Greg? Or you always no, been behind the you, scenes? No, no, no. Look, yeah. I have absolutely no wish to be a performer. I've never had. But performers are born to it. Mm. I'm not born to that. I'm born to running around doing things. Yeah. But I have ridden an elephant <laughs> in an elephant race. I was a stand, I was a substitute, and uh, and I have tickled a jaguar. Oh wow! Uh, I have swung on a trapeze just to do it. Yeah. And I'll tell you one interesting thing that I found out. A very interesting. We had a, a an artist practicing the low wire outside the tent. And he's doing it, you know, the low wire that sways from side to side. Right. So being a bit of a smarty, he said to me, <laughs> Mr. Greg, well, Mr. Greg's my circus name. And he said, Mr. Greg, you have a try. And I thought, well, all right, I will, you know. Mm. And I got on the thing yeah. and it started moving. And I thought, oh, cripes, what do I do now? <laughs> and then it was like, and then it was like, put one foot in front of the other. Well, you've got a rope, a mm. low rope. It's swaying. Put your foot one in the other. Anyhow, luckily I stayed on, and then I thought, well, how the hell do I get off? <laughs> how do I get off? And I thought, well, I'm going to make a fool of myself anyhow. That was his idea. I thought, I'll just jump. I jumped and had a perfect landing. Oh, perfect. Good uh, for yeah, you. <laughs> but, what I, but what I didn't know was that I had perfect balance. Oh. And that's why I could stay on the rope. Right. And I learned that I had, because I could do it, I could jump on the rope and off the rope, perfect balance, walk up and down and do the whole thing. But I, how on earth would I ever, ever found out that yes. I had perfect balance? That's but right. But the thing was, this, this bloke was so astounded and he wagged his finger at me, oh, you've done this before, you've done this before. <laughs> I said, no, I haven't, never, never. And there was a mob of other people over, the circus people beside the tent. I said, ask them. So he said, he does this before, and they all said, oh, he does it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's the extent of my involvement with um, uh, with being in the ring. But, of course, I know things like how you tighten a tight wire, mm. uh, a high wire rope, all of those things I must know mm. for safety and must know for different atmosphere. Like if you take uh, on a hot day and you're up on the high wire, well, that metal will expand. Yeah, yeah. On a cold day, it'll contract, mm. which affects the way you walk. I, you've got to know all of these little things around. Mm. So I know all the bits without doing it. Yeah, right. Okay, very good. Uh, you mentioned the animals, the elephant, the jaguar, all of that. They've long yep. gone from circuses. The old yeah, the, the old days. days. That's yeah. right. Do you, do you miss them? I mean, it's look, it's probably for the best, I assume. I don't know what circus no, folk I, think of no, it. I, no, look, I, I, I'm, I'm all for it not being here. Mm. But there was a time there, and I'm going back past 20 years. The last 20 years you haven't seen it. You've seen what humans can do. Yeah. But go back to that earlier era. Uh, when it was all expected of circus. Yes. Well, yes, it was terrific. Uh, I mean, you'd walk out there, again, five elephants come in the ring. Well, you'd all sit back and go, wow. Yeah. 
you know, like four camels come out or six tigers suddenly leap on the back of the uh, elephants and they mm. ride around and do tricks. I mean, I I once travelled with a um, uh, performing hippo. <laughs> uh, well, but then here is the other side of it. Think of the other side from the management perspective. Elephants, one elephant has 50 kilos of food a day and 100 wow. litres of water, yeah, right? And yeah. how much does that cost multiplied by how many elephants? Yeah. And then you've got to get rid of the waste. Then you've got to have the space. Then you've got to transport them. The last time I saw an elephant was when they got on a jumbo jet we hired to take them back to Russia. <laughs> you know, hire a jumbo jet, the cost of it all. Oh, yes. Now, when I had the travelling hippo, the performing hippo, we had it. She had her own swimming pool, <laughs> which we transported around Australia. Think of the cost of it. So I'm very happy that the cost has gone. Yeah, okay. But I mean, but I did see some of the lovely things like the, the bond between some of the trainers and their animals. Yes. Uh, you and I could never get it. Yeah, but yeah. you could see the bond. It was like, it was like father and mother to son and daughter. Yes, um, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so, and you saw amazing things done. You know, like I once saw a, a tiger riding on a horse on the back of a horse. <laughs> wow! Now you would think the horse would be terrified. Yeah, but somehow. Well, it wasn't because the story was the tiger was a cub that came up with a horse. Right, right, okay. Yeah, but but they're still going to be trained to do it. Yeah. So all of that, yes, you could have a bit of a, oh, gee, look at that. But then that's gone fine. From the management side, I'm very happy because there's less cost. Yeah. Um, and, and now you see, you know, because I haven't seen an animal for 20 years in a circuit. Yeah, yeah. But now you see what humans can do and what you saw on oh, Saturday. fantastic. Well, there you go. Yeah, absolutely. So you, you filled the gap more than well and truly. So that's that's a good thing. What did the hippo do, incidentally? What was its claim to fame? Oh, Zusha. By the way, she came in heat in Hong Kong and we had a meeting. <laughs> we had a sit-around. I shouldn't call it a meeting. We'd sit around and say, well, what do you do with a hippo in heat? God, Jesus. And at that time, you couldn't Google it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> or or but, you'd, you'd get odd videos if you did. <laughs> oh, no, what, what Susha did is there was a, a parade of animals going around, and she would, she would have monkeys on her back. She would do a, a trick, like she would stand on a pedestal with her two front teeth, uh, feet, and then she would slowly move around to the side, and you think, oh, yeah, that's right, I can do that sort of thing. Yeah. And then she'd drop and roll. Right. <laughs> like that quick. Oh, that quick. You think, oh, it's just sort of going around the pedestal. Bang, jeez, what's happened? God, oh, crikey. <laughs> you know, and get up again as if nothing's happened. Oh, outstanding. So little things like yeah. that, yeah. yeah. And it, well, and don't ask me how the bloke trained it to do it. Yeah, yeah, I imagine. <laughs> Greg, great meeting you tonight. Really appreciate your time. You're uh, in Benitham Park till September 4. Now, if people want to come along, how can they get tickets? What's the best way? The very simple thing to do is to go uh, straight to the uh, uh, website. There's your book at iTicket.com online, your book at on the site, or your book uh, by the phone. Whichever is easier for you, go straight to the The Circus website. Now, the website is spelt, the circus is spelt with two S's. It's the only time. Okay. Okay, only on the website. Go to thecircus.com.au, but we put two S's on circus. Go there. It'll tell you how you can book 
when you can book. Fantastic. Greg, all the best with it here in Adelaide. Fantastic show. I can certainly vouch for that. And uh, I hope you have a great season here. Thank you. Thank you, and thank you, Adelaide. Greg Hall, my guest, from The Circus, and that website again, The Circus, but double S on circus.com.au, and uh, you can go along till September 4 in Benython Park, just like the good old days. Just like the good old days. Circuses have always been in Benython Park. That's the place to go and see them. And I can assure you, you, your children, will not be disappointed. It is an outstanding show. Get along if you can. 5AA Nights with Matthew Pantelis.